Crystal, and welcome to another episode of Shadow Play. I'm Lilith Luna Love. I'm your host and fellow human starseed on this planet experiencing life. And I am just so fucking excited about today's episode. It is so raw and vulnerable and deep and juicy and magical. And that's because I am interviewing Jamie, who so graciously agreed to come on to my podcast as my first ever guest. And Jamie is an absolute queen. She is such a magical being who is creating a program and courses and coaching women in a way that is going to change this fucking world. And Jamie uh, is considered what she calls a rebirth facilitator. So she works with women, particularly mothers, who have gone through the process of giving birth and becoming a mom and really helping them to rebirth themselves after such a massive transition. Jamie is also an advanced Reiki practitioner. She works with crystals. She's a healer. She is absolutely fucking magical. And this episode was so powerful for me talking to her because she is just so real and so raw and so open. And we dove into some really deep topics, including, you know, the ridiculousness of expectations on women in modern society what it's like to become a mother and the process of what a rebirth looks like for a woman. And so it is such a deep and magical and absolutely just dripping, juicy, delicious episode. So I'm so excited that you are here joining me and her on this episode. Let's just go ahead and dive right on in. Okay, so... Welcome, Jamie, to Shadow Play. Thank you so much for being here. And I'm so, so fucking stoked about this episode because Jamie is a goddess badass, and I am so happy she's here on the podcast. Um, Jamie, do you want to introduce yourself and share a little bit with the listeners about what you do, who you are, because they need to know what's up. Uh, sure. Thank you so much, first of all, for having me here. It's such a tremendous honor. So, oh, thank you. You're done. So, thank you. Um, my name is Jamie. I am. I have. I'm a veteran teacher. I've taught uh, middle school and high school for 14 years now. Um, and I am. I'm, I live in New York. I live in Queens. Um, and I teach in kind of an urban school. Um, and there are other things I do too. I'm a doula as well. Um, and so I kind of wanted to take all of these things that I know how to do and create something different with them. Um, so right now I'm working on a program where I'm going to be working with women predominantly, I assume, um, probably mostly mothers to learn how to kind of rebirth themselves into the new people that they're kind of becoming. That is fucking magical. Also, hold on. Okay. There's just so many awesome things here that I'm, I'm going to try to make sure I don't miss anything. <laughs> um, so you've been a teacher for 14 years in Queens. Queens is where I used to live. So I teach in Long Island, but it's close to Queens. Yeah. Close to Queens. Yeah. And 
14 years is a long freaking time to be teaching. Um, and the fact that you are also a doula, which is like such a intense, energetic, space-holding kind of practice. I'm not sure yeah. if practice is the correct term, but it, it requires a lot of space-holding and energy. Yeah. Like, damn, you got so much, like... Yeah, it's so much. I'm like a professional space holder. <laughs> exactly. I was like, that's so much energy and space holding. Like, holy shit. That's incredible. And the program you're working on sounds fucking amazing. Like, and that, a big part of like what I was so excited about and am so excited about about having you on the podcast is your mission is so needed and so unique. And I've literally never heard anything like it before. And I would really love to kind of dive into that a little more so that um, everyone knows like what, what you're doing. Cause it's fucking brilliant. Thank you so much. I actually take pretty much no credit for it at all because I kind of, I've been wondering for a long time, I'm going to put all these things together. And literally one day, it was like, oh, this is how I'm going to do it. So, like, it's definitely universe divine intervention for sure. Um, and thank you for your kind words also. Oh, of course. <laughs> I hope it's going to be as magical as I think it's going to be. Um, so, basically, the reason that I want to do this is because I never thought I wanted to have kids for a very long time. Mm -hmm. um, and when I finally did decide that I wanted to have kids. Um, I figured I was good. Like I have, I was old, like I was 34 when I had my oldest daughter. Um, I had been teaching, you know, I have a master's degree in education. So I'm like a kid expert. Um, I, you know, I, I am confident. I am, I'm just, I, I figured I was prepared. I was in a good spot. And so when I had my daughter and my husband, he was my boyfriend at the time, my partner at the time, he's wonderful. Like as close to 50, 50 parenting as can possibly be is what like he is. So I had like all the tools, like all of them. And still being a mother, like hit me over the head, like a two by four. It was like, what the fuck is going on? Um, yeah, it's... <laughs> So having a baby obviously is like a big thing. Like, you know, they never sleep. My children are like the anti-sleepers still. Oh, um, they're uh, I mean, Chloe, my eldest is, a, she's a really good sleeper now, but it took her till she was like two. And Luna also, Luna, my baby is- Oh, uh, another Luna! I know. Uh, she's two and a half and she still hasn't slept through the night. She's wonderful, but she's not a <laughs> So, so yeah, so back, back to having baby. So, um, yeah, I'm home basically by myself with a baby and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's so wonderful and whatever. And I'm like, I can't do this. I don't know how to do this. I came from like a lot of trauma, like a fuck ton of trauma in my life. That was basically all up until my twenties. Um, and I was terrified that I was going to impart this trauma, you know, without meaning to onto my child. Mm -hmm. So there was like a, there was a ton of pressure on my, that I, I just put it on myself, um, a ton of pressure for that. And then I, you know, I thought I would never fall victim to unsolicited parenting advice, which there is a ton of it. 
I figured I'd be like, nope, thank you. I don't, I don't want it. Cause that's how I am with everything else in my life. But when it came to having a baby, for some reason that like trauma response was like, I need to, everybody else needs to tell me what to do. Cause I'm not good enough to like say what I need to do myself. Mm. So I just put myself like, in bad situations. I like, I went to stay with my mom for six weeks in California when I had um, her and like my husband was here. I don't know why I did that. It was just, it was not a good place for me to be in. Um, for myself, I like put myself, it was like I was punishing myself for not knowing what to do. And I like distanced myself and my husband came back here to work and I was like, what the heck? It was horrific. So I'm like, okay, I am here. I am by myself essentially. Um, I am going to figure out how to do this. <laughs> so I started kind of looking for like, not really programs at that point, but looking for people that were doing stuff that I wanted to do, even though I didn't know what that was at the time. So I found some people, I kind of got my shit together. Um, and then things were, you know, things were good. I went back home. I went back to New York and we kind of found our groove and stuff. And then, and we were good with like one and done. That's what we thought we were going to be. It was like one and done, but like this mom amnesia like sets in at like about two or three. We we're like, no, no, we'll have another one. Cool. Like two and done, like totally done. It is impossible for us to have other children. Thank goodness. So that amnesia doesn't set in again. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like 37. I have Luna, 38, something like 38 almost. And then it was so much better with her. So much better. I enjoyed every single moment of it, um, as cliche as it sounds. And I was like, wow, what is the difference? And so I looked back and saw all of these things that I had been doing that were different. I was meditating. I was asking people for help. I was, I, I didn't even have to ask. I was being, I had been offered help a lot. And I was like, nope, I can do it. Cause we have this thing in our culture where m women mm -hmm. and mothers, we feel like we have to do it all. Like we have to do everything. We have to, not only do we have to do everything, we have to look beautiful. We have to keep a beautiful house. We have to, you know, work and bring in income and all of this stuff. Oh, there's so, so much like so much pressure on women around that. It's just, yeah, it's such an old fashioned, old paradigm way of like living. Mm -hmm. And it's something that we've been dealing with for so long, Absolutely. so long. And I'm so glad you're speaking to that because it's starting to come up to the surface, but there's still a lot of things that are swept under the rug that need to be yeah. brought out. Yes. And essentially that is what I realized. Um, and so at that point I was like, okay, I need to do something different. What I'm doing right now in my professional life, it's not enough for me. It's wonderful, but it's not enough. I need, I am meant to be doing something else. So all I, you know, doing all the things, meditation, I'm an advanced Reiki practitioner also. Um, and I, you know, people, I, I talk to my friends that have children now and I'm constantly like, you know, reaffirming their existence as humans because women who have children are not mothers or people that have children. Anyone, you know, anyone that has children, you're not just a parent. And that is the thing, like this, this program that I'm starting and I, you know, I hope to work one-on-one -on -one with women. I hope to work in small groups with women as well to support each other. It's, but I don't want a mom group. Like I don't want a parenting group because I, it's not that I hate them for myself. They don't work. 
the way that the ones I have found are structured is that they're structured in a way that it makes you feel worse. It makes you feel inadequate. Yeah. And it also makes you feel like you're not doing enough and that the only thing in the world is the fact that you are a mother. And as a feminist, I am a huge feminist. That pisses me off every time. Like I can be a feminist and I can be a mother and I am like, I, that's allowed. So that's what I'm, you know, I want to work with um, women to like, like I said earlier, to kind of rebirth themselves because we have, you know, again, you're not just a mother when you're a mother, but when you are a mother or a parent and you know, you have stuff that you have to work on, especially Mm. if you have been through trauma, like intense trauma, it doesn't even have to be intense trauma. Like if you don't get your mind right, if you don't sort your shit out, you're going to pass it on to this next generation. Yes. Which kids like my children. And I don't say this again in like a cliche sort of mom way. Mm-hmm. My children have been my biggest gifts because if it weren't for them, I, I'm a procrastinator by nature. <laughs> if it weren't for them, I would be in the same place that I was six years ago. You have to, you, there's like a sense of urgency because you have these little people watching you and they pay attention to everything. So if you don't want to impart your trauma onto them, you have to sort it out. Mm. And I pushed it down for so long and I didn't work through it. And then this is why the work that you are doing is so important. Thank you. It is because you're teaching people like me, like me now still to a certain degree, and especially me six years ago, that pushing all of that stuff down, it's not, it doesn't work. It only works for a certain amount of time. Like I was an asshole to my husband a lot of the time. I'm sure I was an asshole to my, my family. I'm sure I was an asshole to my friends, not even realizing it because I had so much that I needed to work through. And I just didn't because I thought I could handle it all. And that is not an appropriate, like emotional response. Well, that's what we're like taught to do, right? As we're, when we're kids, we're taught to not how to transmute emotions. We're taught how to transmit. We're taught how to either shut up and shove it down because it makes other people uncomfortable and they don't want to deal with it or to throw a tantrum and have a total fit and just throw those emotions at everyone around us. And it's, you know it's just so mind blowing to me that we don't teach this to children, like how to properly not manage emotions, but how to work with them instead of pretend they either don't exist or they're, you know, and it's, it's, I imagine it's also as I am not a mother. So I, I am so grateful for the insight you're offering because I am not there yet. I personally, at this time in my life, don't want children, but that may change. And I think what you're doing is so important because women who, you know, (sighs) women are damned if they do or they don't, right? Like if you don't have children, you're shamed. If you do have children, you're shamed. If you, you know, if you are a career focused woman, then it's like, oh, well, you're too like focused on your career. Or if you are a mom, it's like, you're expected to 
to be like superwoman all the time, like forever put together, forever, like, don't talk about your feelings, don't talk about your needs, like, you don't matter. And like, that's not how it should be. Like, you're bringing new life into the fucking world. Like, we should be honoring the shit out of that and not making women feel inadequate. Like, the fuck? Like, it's just... so mind-blowing and that's why I think the work you're doing is so fucking magical because it's time that women really started to be honored for the fact that they bring life into this world like you create worlds in your womb that's wild that's amazing and it's not honored enough I I agree absolutely we are just commodified is that a word I'm not sure that that's a word but if it isn't it should be and that's all that we are so even if you don't have children, so until you're like, you know, 20, you're too young to get married. Then once you're like 25, why aren't you married yet? When are you going to get married? Once you get married, why don't you have children? Uh, when you have children, when are you going to have your other children? So you have more children. Well, you're having another child. Why are you having so many children? Where are your kids going to school? Where, what is it like? It's like, it never ends. So no matter whether or not you have children, whatever path your life takes as a woman, it is never good enough and it is constantly questioned and yeah we could go into why that is but it's definitely a patriarchal it's an old paradigm way of suppressing the divine feminine because for so long the divine feminine has been feared because the true divine feminine is wild like she Right. She creates yes. worlds, man. Like you have such strong life force energy and that can be terrifying. And so it's been repressed I mean, for a thousand years. You know, Kali, there you go. That is a woman, like that is what they're afraid of. That is what people are afraid of is that we have, not that we'll do that, but that we could do that, that we have that strength. And exactly. yeah, so it, it's a problem. It is a problem. It is. And I'm also heartened to see that it's starting to change, you know, like the work you're doing, the work I'm doing and the work that so many other women are doing is really fucking special and so needed. And I am just so excited to see where that goes because it's a scary time for a lot of us because we are shifting into this new paradigm and it's bringing up a lot of that shit that for hundreds or thousands of years have been shoved down and like now we can't shove it down anymore we have to deal with it and this is one of those things this whole idea of like very unrealistic expectations for women particularly as mothers it's just mind-blowing what is expected of mothers yes and it's never, it's not going to change. It's not going to magically change. Like, so as mothers, we do have this responsibility to raise mindful and aware children so that when they get to be mothers themselves, it is not even like heard of for somebody be, to be like, well, why are you letting your baby cry? How could you do that? Or no, you should let your baby cry. Or no, put the baby down. No, pick the bit. Like nobody would even think to do that. Like you, if so, just as an FYI for anybody listening, if somebody you know just had a baby, don't go over without them asking. And if you do, bring them food and leave. Like that's all, <laughs> that's what they want you to do. Like, 
you know, so we want to raise those children. And in order to do that, we have to like get our shit sorted out and be these powerful, amazing women that we are all capable of being. And it has nothing to do with mothering. It has to do with becoming the best version of ourselves that we can without fear of society telling us that we are terrible parents or we are not good enough. And let our children, you don't even have to do anything. You just let them, they watch you and they see that this is what mothering is. This is what co-parenting together is. This is what, you know, whatever your family situation looks like, all you have to do is model it, just like you would to anybody that you're trying, you know, that you, you interact with on a daily basis. Your influence is enormous as a woman, as a mother, you know, as a teacher, as whatever you do. So my goal is to have people kind of exert their influence in a responsible way. And the way that you do that is to take care of yourself and is to be the best version of yourself to, you know, be like a phoenix, burn down so you can rise up so much stronger and better and so much more you. That is the exciting thing. And that is what's going to change the world. And again, it has nothing to do with mothering. It just happens to be that that's kind of what I'm talking about. But you, a lot of, you know, women need to rebirth all the time, whether you have children or not. So yeah. That's such an important point too, because that's like the one thing women are told they cannot do is focus on themselves. Yes. Women are always, yes. always taught to take care of literally everyone and everything but themselves. And yes. what you're yes. teaching in terms of like, no, it starts with you. Like you have to have a healthy sacred vessel of yourself before you can give that to others. That is so fucking important and we're not told that like it's just like i completely agree i completely agree um and you know self-care and stuff that i feel like that has been like taken over as well by people that like self-care is not i mean sure self-care can be bubble baths but that is not the kind of self-care that you need to do self-care is like sitting down like ripping things up writing things down crying like ripping your hair out you know like going through this whole huge metamorphosis, that is self-care. Self-care is not like drinking wine. Like don't even get me started on like the mommy, <laughs> the mommy wine culture. It's like, it's an atrocity. Like that is not what self-care is. Self-care is actually caring for the self, like the self that makes you you. That is what self-care is. And that's the kind of self-care we need. I love that so much. And I love that you're also pointing that out because I will admit when I first started on my self-care slash personal development journey, I fell victim to that. Yes. I thought oh, that's what self-care too. was. Me too. Me too. Yes. I and then like, I didn't feel oh. good enough about that. I, then like, I didn't feel good enough about that. Yeah. Right. I'm just going to go buy this like bracelet of quartz right. and then like yes. buy my favorite dinner and just take a bubble bath and I'll be better. And it's like, no, like those things can be lovely and magical and can be a supplement, but you need to do that inner work. That is where the magic happens. Like that's where it happens. Yes, it is. And then you feel guilty for not being good enough at self-care. If you don't, you know, if you don't drink the right like wine and you don't get the right bubble bath, you don't get the right robe to wear. Like, you know, it's like, what the fuck? Like, you can't. Yeah. Oh my God. It's like a never ending cycle forever like shaming women and 
I'm yeah. so heartened to see you kind of, not kind of, you are like busting right the fuck through that. <laughs> like, especially for mothers, I'm so excited to see that because I just, this is going to be a real vulnerable share. So everybody bear with me, but a big part of why I decided I don't want to be a mother is that, is I do not want to subject my children to seeing me give my power away to everyone else. That is not the kind of lessons I want to teach my children. And should I decide to have children, I'm going to be where you are talking about, where I've dealt with my shit. And I've dealt with a lot of my shit, but there is always more. And until I'm in a place where I feel I will be passing good, not good lessons, but powerful lessons on to my children, I'm not having them. And I have been shamed so many times for that decision. So many times I've been told, oh, you're going to regret it. You'll change your mind. You just haven't met the right man yet. And I'm like, nope. Yes. Yes. I was too, because I had children, you know, quote unquote late. Even that, like I was 34 and I, or I was 30 with my, with Luna, um, the baby Luna, not you, Luna. (laughs) Um, it was considered like, it was literally considered a geriatric pregnancy and I was 37. So like even the terminology with that. Yeah. Geriatric geriatric pregnancy. Yes. That's the term for it. Once you're over 30, but yeah, I know just, just as a side note, but yeah, I was, yeah, but I was told up until I was, you know, 33, that it was like, well, you're so you, why haven't you had children yet? You're going to regret not having children. Why haven't you gotten married yet? Because my husband and I, you know, we were, things have not changed since we got married. We got married so he could have health insurance. Like that's the, we love each other, but our love has not changed since we've gotten married. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's like, why aren't you doing this? Why do you fucking care? Why are you asking me? Like, why, why does it matter? And like, by, I don't, I don't understand what people are trying to accomplish with asking those kinds of questions. I like to shame you and your child. That's exactly. a great reason. To have yeah. It's like, why, yeah. I guess for me, the way I look at it and I, I'm still working on this is I think people ask those questions because they don't understand why we're not conforming to like the societal norm quote unquote and it confuses them and I also think the question that should be asked is why do people feel like it's appropriate to ask women these questions because they don't ask men these questions don't ask men why aren't you married yet why didn't you have children like only women get these questions and I think it's important for people to start considering the fact that these are not appropriate questions to ask a woman. Absolutely not. No, especially because you don't, I mean, apart from just the general, like, ugh, inappropriateness, you never know someone's story. You don't know if the person that you're asking has tried to get pregnant for 10 years, has had seven miscarriages. Like you have no idea. Like it's, that doesn't even matter. Like, stop asking those questions. It's not going to, there is no purpose other than to shame people. Exactly. 
nail like on the head with that. It is exactly that. People do not understand why people like you and people like me and people like so many other people like us don't conform to the norm. And it like drives them crazy. And I actually secretly think that they kind of just want to be like that and they just don't know how. Like they feel like they need permission. So yeah. maybe that's what they're asking for is permission to, you know, not conform. Yeah. And I do like a lot of people have stopped asking me that. And I think the reason for that is the way I respond has changed. I used to get fucking pissed, Good. really pissed, which is warranted for anyone who does get pissed. I feel you. I get it. Yeah, me too. Um, I just try to, cause I get this question a lot from family members in particular. I'm 30. I'm 30 years old, I'm not married, I don't have children, and I do often get asked, why aren't you married? Why don't you have children? What's your plan? And my response is always to come from a place of compassion because I think they just don't understand, and it's almost like like explaining to your children, kind of like if they ask a question about something they don't understand, you're not going right. to be like, you're an idiot, you know, like, right. Well, so let's I try to instead within reason, explain my position on it. Now, if I keep getting asked by the same person, that's different. Right. That, yeah. that point, it's like, okay, now you're crossing a boundary and I'm going to set that boundary and make sure you know, like, this is not appropriate and I'm not going to answer these questions anymore. That is um, incredible. And that is absolutely the correct response. You're amazing. <laughs> thank you. Um, and I'm, I'm just sharing that because I think there are so many women who feel like they have to justify their life decisions to people who ask these questions and you don't. You do not have to justify it. You don't have to explain yourself. Like, I think this is another like huge, particularly for mothers, like we're expected to justify every decision we make yes. as women and mothers in particular are expected to justify every decision. And it's honestly like yes. a very unbalanced kind of expectation system. and. I am very heartened to see the kind of work that you're putting out because I think it's really going to start to shift that, that kind of, that feeling of expecting to explain yourself and feeling like you have to. Like, I think it's really going to start to shift that, of course, and so many other things. And like, I'm very grateful for you for showing up the way you are because that's just so fucking needed. I really appreciate that. So tell me and our listeners a little more about the course you're working on um, and other things that you have planned. Like, I'm, oh, I want to I know the deets. Like, give me those deets. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm working on a course, like a go-at-your-own-pace course. Not, it doesn't necessarily have to be for mothers. It can be for any, any person um, kind of looking to rebirth themselves. To be like frank, though, it's really more geared towards women or people who identify as women. Um, and uh, it's sort of 
all about like how to be the person that you know you can be or that you know that you are but you just don't know how to get there and i kind of think again like we've been saying i think that it will probably appeal to mothers in particular because the reason that i created it was because i was thinking of you know this what we have been talking about and what what need there is for this and what i would have needed and what i did need six years ago when i first became a mother and a way to help women get to this kind of place without having to go through so much trial and error as i did so you know again i'm it's not you're not gonna it's not gonna be the answer to everything but it's it's it basically it's what my answers were like the things that helped me the most so the things that helped me the most were meditation reiki and really learning how to manage my mind and my thoughts when i realized that my mind and my thoughts were not the same thing as me it like blew my head off really <laughs> it was like whoa you know and meditation really helps with that sort with that kind of stuff because you kind of go in and you examine your you can actually like examine your thoughts and go why am i thinking this it's like why like for me like scarcity mindset lack of mindset because of the way that i grew up and the way that i you know was up until very recently that is a huge thing for me. Those thoughts like scream in my head all day long still. And meditation helps with that. Whenever I am trying to go through some sort of like a major kind of life transformation, and you know, my major life transformations might be different than other people's, but things that I feel like are major or where I have blocks, I do like self-treatment and Reiki, or I have um, a fellow Reiki practitioner do Reiki and it makes such a difference in kind of imprinting this change. It's like this kind of energetic shift that happens that allows, it's, it's almost like it allows permission to kind of let the universe in and to let things settle. Keeping my mind still and quiet is really hard for me. And um, that makes a huge difference when you're, you're parenting because my go-to is to go back and forth and back and forth with everybody, like about everything. I was like the kind of person that I always had to be right. Even if I wasn't right, I still had to be right. Like I had to have the last word, I had to be right. And I so, I know how damaging that is for how damaging it was for me. And I don't wanna pass that on to my children. Um, so we're gonna do stuff with meditation, stuff with Reiki. We're also gonna do a lot of stuff on body image. I know for me, that has been a huge thing. And I think, I don't know if there's any woman who has been able to get by in her life without having some sort of body image issue, because that is the way that our world functions. Um, so and true. I, I will be damned if I pass that on to my children, because it's, it, like, it's so damaging. Up until very recently, I wouldn't even like, even when I was a kid, like I stopped wearing a bathing suit when I was like 10. I don't even remember why, but it was because of something like I was just, I, I was, I was like, I'm disgusting. Like I am ugly, whatever. And that lasted until no exaggeration, like two years ago. And the only reason I wore a bathing suit two years ago was because my daughter was like, mommy, aren't you going to come into the pool? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to, I can't not, I can't not do that. 
And so I did. And it was like, what the hell? Literally 20 years, more than 20 years, like 25 years, 26 years went by that I didn't go to the beach. Like I didn't hang out on the beach. I didn't go to a pool because of that. Like, what the fuck? If I pass it on to my children, I, oh my gosh, may I burn in whatever sort of hell there is. God. (laughs) And it's just, you make such a valid point too, because this is yet another thing that is thrown around in our society. It's like, we have made it so that the way your body looks is so overly valued or undervalued. It's like become so disproportionate because it's, you know, first I want to say I used to work in television in my past life. I worked as a technical director for so many companies in New York City. If you've heard of the network, I've probably worked for them. And so many images in commercials, in TV shows, that shit's edited. That is not real life. If you watch reality TV and you know how they always have perfect skin and perfect hair, like they're wearing makeup, they've got hairdressers. And on top of that, there is a filter that is applied to that footage to make them look that way. It's just like Instagram, except on television. And it just, we set such unrealistic expectations for what your body should look like. So unrealistic. And this is such, again, another important aspect of what you're doing because body image issues have been around for God knows how long. Forever. And it's impossible to to kind of, unless I want to keep my kids in a cave, which sometimes I want to do, but I know that, you know, (laughs) that would probably be damaging. So I don't, um, you know, as much as we want to keep them and protected, like it's impossible. Like for example, the other day I was, I I have to move my body. That is also a part of, that's one of the kind of modules, how to move your body in a way that makes you, helps clear your mind and gets you kind of charged because, you know, it does. Um, So Anyway, I digress. Um, talking about the body image thing um, with Chloe, I was, we were doing a dance meditation, maybe some sort of like cardio something. And she like stopped and my kids usually do it with me. And it's hilarious, especially watching a two-year-old like do a dance, like an, an ecstatic dance meditation. It's oh amazing. my God, I love it. <laughs> and Chloe told me, she's like, good mommy, now you can get nice and skinny. And I'm like, Oh my God, what did you just say? Oh no. So it was like, my brain, I don't think, my brain runs fast. I mean, my mouth runs pretty fast too. My brain runs faster than my mouth, believe it or not. Um, I was like, oh my gosh, where the fuck did this come from? How did this happen? Uh, and so I paused, you know, we had the discussion. We've had many discussions like this, um, not like big deal sort of discussions, but I've okay. kind of been planting the seed that like, you don't describe a person's body because it's just like, it's just their body. Like people have big bodies and, and little bodies and tall bodies and short bodies. And they're just bodies. Like no one is better than the other. And so, you know, we talked about it. She told me where she had heard it and stuff, but five years ago, that would have like destroyed me like at really hugely. And again, talking about the importance of your work, I would have taken it out on her. I would have taken it out on, I would have shamed her for it. And is what we're taught to do. Right. And I would have passed it on to her even trying not to. So like, if you, again, I get with the, the emotional stuff, like if you don't work through it, 
you, it, it's going to work through and to someone else. And it would have been my daughter and I would have passed it on. And that's like, it's not like it's going to go away this age. Like they, they absorb everything and it stays with them. So, you know, we had a conversation. It wasn't a big deal. It's a big deal to me because she, she would even say that, but you know, we were able to talk through it and I would not have been able to do that had I not have the tools that I do now. It would have been a devastating, like, consequence for her that is such a powerful fucking story thank you for sharing because i've seen i've witnessed that in terms of what you were describing could have been the outcome yeah i've seen that in public with strangers i've seen it with friends of mine i've seen it with family members like the fact that you the work you've done gives you the tools to not continue that, that like passing on of poison almost is incredible. It's absolutely fucking incredible. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's still, it definitely bothered me. And actually my instant thought was like, I need to like, <laughs> I need to like eat something different. Do I need to exercise more? I'm like, what the fuck? It's like my brain because it's so deeply ingrained you know, that body image stuff. And I'm like, and luckily it was like a passing thing, but it definitely bothered me. But um, it bothered me more that she, that it was in her brain to begin with. And it wasn't a big deal. Like I let it, I worked through it instead of pushing it down and then putting it out towards her or someone else. It's such a yeah, that special fucking thing because that's, that's what's needed right now. That exact thing. So... It's like, we're going to change the world. Like that, this is how we do it. You know, work through your emotions, like work and whoever you influence, whether it's your kids, someone else's kids, your neighbor, like you never know you're, you have such an impact on every single person that you meet. It's like tremendous, beautiful responsibility that we have as humans, not just as women, mothers, sisters, daughters, whatever as humans to be the best version of ourselves so that we can kind of bounce. Like imagine if we all just bounce the best versions of ourselves and our best qualities and all of these strengths that we have off of each other all the time, the world would, it would crumble, but in the most beautiful way, really. It really would. And it, I, I see a future where we start to do more of that. It's more of a medicine than a poison. I, I think you're right. I am so fucking excited to see how this all turns out. And I am so fucking stoked for your course. I'm definitely going to jump in there because it sounds fucking beautiful. And I may not be a mother, but I still could definitely learn everything you're talking about. Yeah, you definitely don't have to be. There's not going to be much, again, because I, I'm mommy, mommy groups are wonderful for the people that want mommy groups, but mommy groups, like I am like a, I was always like a rebel. I still am like, I don't do like, I don't like the norm. Like I do not exist in like the quote unquote norm. It drives me nuts. So like mommy groups, the like rebel in me is like, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. <laughs> it is not for me. So this is, you know, it's not a mommy group. Not at all. So if you're looking for a mommy group, it is not a mommy group. Um, there are wonderful mommy groups around. This is not one of them. <laughs> this is for radical shifts, transformation, yeah. and growth, Absolutely. baby. 
yep, if that's the kind of mother you are, then yes, this will absolutely be for you. And I'm so excited to work with people that are like that and want to be like that because man, we're going to raise this like, tr like amazing new generation of people. Like we oh have God. such a huge power. So fucking beautiful. Ugh, I love it so much. All right, Jamie. So tell everyone where they can find you. So right now I am on Instagram and I am uh, at regeneration, Witch, which is magic. Yeah. And um, I'm working on a website, but everything that you, you know, all the details you need to get in touch with me would be on my, on Instagram for now. Perfect. And I will also include that in the description below. Definitely check Jamie out. Go give her a follow. Her content is fucking magical. I'm following her. You need to be too. And I am so grateful you've been here, Jamie. Thank you so much for joining me. Like this has been so amazing and I cannot fucking wait to see your course. Like, ah, uh, I'm so stoked for this. I, I really, really appreciate your support. And again, I'm so honored to have been here. Thank you so much for joining me. And thank you, beautiful soul, for joining us here on the Shadow Play podcast. And until next time, love yourself, love each other, and I'll talk to you soon.